Hey guys, I'm Nick. And I'm Eugene. Welcome to Paper Cut. This week, we're doing Don Quixote by Miguel de Cavente's 1605. This is a timeless classic by Cavente's. And Don Quixote is about a delusional middle-aged man who fancies himself a knight. He proceeds to go around and wreak havoc in the towns around him. That's basically the whole story. Of Sounds about 1, right. 000, Is it 1,000 pages? About that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some insane amount of pages. And in a journey, he encounters different people. And, you know, there were those who pitied him and actually wanted to help him. Yeah. There were those who just laughed at him and I was like, yeah, just see what kind of shit he gets into. Yeah. Lastly, there were, there were those people who just kind of want to take him home and, you know, make sure that he goes back to his senses. So, yeah, those those were basically it. Just him going around and the different people that he met and the kind of stories that he made. I read this book too, so we're both in the know about this. And this is a timeless classic. And I and you really do say it correctly. It pops up a lot in pop culture, in literature. There are restaurants and all sorts of things named yeah. after Don Quixote, his psychic Sancho Panza, and so on and so forth. So there is a reason why it's so famous. And I guess I, what I want to get from you is like, what do you think is the most standout idea from this book? So a lot of people, when you ask them that question, they would say, a Don Quixote, he was born in the wrong generation. That sort of guy, right? Like he was born in the wrong generation. He wished that he, wished that he was born like 100 years earlier, where people still made good music and I could listen to jazz and beat the Beatles and Elvis. Right, and yeah. dinosaur noises. Yeah, exactly. And, and caveman, caveman rap. Right. But, but no, I have to listen to like... Yeah. 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 Goddamn. No, no, but anyway. Um, no, this whole book is a lot about reminiscence, about reminiscence of the sh- uh, chivalric times and how Don Quixote fancies himself as a knight. So what I think the central theme of the book is, is a derivation of what I said just now. Don Quixote is delusional about himself, his status as a knight. And the whole sentiment of delusion is what I want to talk about. That I think that's the central theme of the book, right? Right. Yeah, Don Quixote, you know, he's actually a perfectly reasonable and intelligent man. And, you know, you've read a book as well. Can you, you remember, like, all those scenes around him where he talks about morals and philosophy with, like, not even, not even like, peasants, but, like, dukes and duchesses and yeah. all those people. And they were amazed by him. They were like, oh, wow, this guy actually talks a lot of sense. Mm. Are you sure you're not delusional about your night. And as soon as they say that, he's like, how, how fucking dare you? How yeah, dare you? I'm a, I'm a freaking knight. I'm a knight, I'm a knight, I'm a do you. I'm a shank here, mate. Yeah, no, it's it's, yeah. it's true. See, he's made a code of honor for himself of how to be a knight and everything. He's actually studied how to be a knight. And when you actually think about it, right, you call it what it is. Personally, I'm struggling to find out whether or not this book is a satire or a parody of the sort of chival- chivalrous night genre for example you see his backstory right yeah most knights have a backstory of being raised in a very wealthy family for greatness etc etc win the damsel in distress and everything yeah this guy just read a lot of books he's in his 40s well past the prime of being a knight read a lot of books mounts his ass goes into town Find, spots a woman, in, a random woman that he's never met, calls her the love of his life, and then 
proceeds, never sees her again. Never sees her again and proceeds to charge at a windmill. windmill. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. You, you're correct. You're correct. Like, um, if I were to take this book seriously, right? then yes, the theme that I said would be, I think it would be something that's worth discussing. However, if we were to say, actually, this book is satire, which it is because we've both read the end of the yeah. we've both read the end of the book so we know what Cervantes himself said yeah yeah so yeah no it is it is a jab it is is taking a massive jab at people who just couldn't move on from old times right right i mean it's like the same people who can't move on from sort of your childhood fairy tales yeah <laughs> that sort of thing one of the sort of more recent satires of the night genre is i would say game of thrones uh-huh. where it's like um you know these knights they're not as chivalrous as they seem in fact quite a lot of them are dickheads a lot of them and it shows you how dickish they can be whereas these guys uh, this one i don't think goes to the same degree it just kind of points out how sort of no it doesn't yeah. i think like if you want to use normal shows like modern shows to compare it with Don Quixote, I think South Park's probably a more accurate comparison. Okay. Because South Park is just taking a problem that's not really that ridiculous and blowing it out of proportions. And yeah. I feel like that's what Don Quixote's doing to people who are still fond of chivalry around the time that it was written. Right. Everything that happens to him, he sort of stumbles into it, just like a, just like you would a story. And then, in, but in the story, it's like, oh, we have a massive problem. Only you, Sir Knight, can <laughs> yeah. save us. And in this story, it's like, oh, we got a problem, but we got a solution. Don't worry about it. And he's just like, no, 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 no. I am an, I'm a chivalrous knight. I will. Help I will you. solve it for you. I will, I will solve, solve it for you. And he makes it worse. He makes it ten times worse. And he 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 refuses to elaborate. Uh, he refuses to elaborate, and he leaves. Right. Yeah. It's good fun. Um, when you look at it from sort of that perspective. It is certainly a pretty funny book. There's a lot of scenes in there that made me laugh. I think like one of the most memorable ones was when they both puked on each other. <laughs> so back to your idea of delusion. I just want to say like his sidekick, Sancho Panza, who do you think is more deluded between the two of them? So you have Don Quixote, who is clearly deluded. Yeah. And you have Sancho Panza, who knows Don Quixote is deluded. Who whose wife tells him that everything uh, that whose wife tells him that Don Quixote is deluded, but he still goes on with it. So it just who makes sees Don Quixote charging at a windmill? And he just... knows it's a windmill, but he still says, "Oh my God, you beat that giant! Well done!" Like right? Oh. and he continues on, and, he, and this makes you wonder, like, what on earth is going on? Who's more deluded? <laughs> it's like that Jack Sparrow quote, right? It's like. Uh, some uh, p- crazy people don't know they're crazy, so they're crazy. I know I'm crazy, therefore I'm not that crazy. Ah, uh, true. It's like, true. Huh? Yeah, it makes you think. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe at some point in time, he kind of just tricks himself into thinking that what his, like, tricks himself into thinking that what his master says is true, right. and kind of disregards everything he sees. Right. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, uh, let's go to our ratings then. So Eugene. Give them our overall rating. You know, like, for all the shit that we were just giving, I actually quite enjoyed the book because, you know, it is quite funny. It's a light read in the sense that it's not a lot of, like, philosophy being put in there. It's it's a very, like, skimming through. Don Quixote does this. 
this day, Don Quixote does this the second day, kind of story. So it, it's quite enjoyable to read through. It's quite light to read through, and yeah, it's it's. I think it's perfect for like a three month marathon read or like a chill read. And the the stories aren't connected anyway, so mm-hmm. you can just kind of pick it up after three weeks, and it doesn't really matter where you left off. That being said, I've heard people say that Don Quixote should be read three times. So the first three time, times. three times, yeah. So the first time you read it, you're meant to find it funny. Yeah. And the second time you read it, you're meant to understand what it's saying mm-hmm. and be deep in thought. And the third time you read it, you're meant to cry because you're old. So you is you meant to read it once doing childhood, once doing like adulthood, or once doing when you're old, right, elderly. Given that I found it funny, maybe I'm just not mature enough to understand this book. Potentially. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I need to go back and read it again. Fucking 1,000 pages. Holy shit. I know. I'm, overall, we gave this book a 7 out of 10. Uh, my gripe with this is partly the length. And some areas did not re- really resonate with me. And some areas just felt a bit disconnected. And, and part of the reason for the disconnect is because this book was written in two parts. Um, the first part written in 1605. And the second part, I think around uh, 10 years later or something like that. So that's probably why there was a bit of a disconnect. But I rated it slightly lower than Eugene. It is still a book I'd say still worth reading as a classic. I think it's worth reading because it makes you sound smart. Well, not only that. It's like it is very much a book that has influenced a lot of Spanish and Portuguese culture and has influenced Western literature and pop culture a, a lot as well. So most recent example that I can think of off the top of my head is uh, is in The Witcher, where in one of the DLCs, like, there's just loads of knights errands running around. And true enough, true to form, there are three massive windmills and <laughs> one of the knights errands just roaming around there. So that, that gives you a, an, an instance of how well it's sort of permeated through culture. See, I thought you were going to say... The massive store Donkey is named after our very, very non-deluded main character. Oh Don yeah! Uh, oh yeah! For for our for our Asian viewers, um, there's a shop called Don Don Donkey, which sells Japanese goods. If you know about it, the parent company is called Don Quixote Limited, actually. Yeah. So uh, that's a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, and you know what? This book. Is also, I think, <laughs> I think one of the first recorded instances of fourth wall breaking, in that there's a scene where he just rummages through his books and he comments on one of Cervantes's uh, earlier books and goes, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a shit book." No, 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 it, no, it didn't. He said that was a good book. Ah, oh, shoot, sorry. Because no, it, it was, book. it was, it was the curate who was going through his selection. Ah, and, yeah. and then one of them was Creventus and was like, yeah, that one I got, that one I can keep because that one's a good book. And, and yeah, he was shitting on everyone else's but him. <laughs> I was like, nice one, nice one. There you go. So, yeah, trivia go, for you. go read this book. Go read this book. If you like what we do, follow us on Spotify or in any of your other preferred streaming sites. If you want to leave us a comment or let us know what you think, you can email us at papercup.dust at gmail.com or Instagram at papercutpodcast no caps or Twitter at papercutpodcast one word no caps look forward to seeing you guys next week for another episode until then I'm Nick and I'm Eugene peace out